Ski or die. 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 Hi guys, welcome to the Ski or Die podcast. I am Elizabeth Montavon, co-founder of the Ski or Die brand. Let's go over the rules of the show. If you couldn't tell, Ski or Die is all about old-fashioned values, so you've got to pay your dues around here. Um, my goal is to keep the show free of sponsorships because I'm not here to push ads at everybody. So you need you to do me a favor. If you learn anything from this episode, um, if it gives you the feels, inspires you in any way, please share it with somebody else that you think might resonate with um, and let's pay it forward. So welcome to episode two. Um, this one we sourced from our text community app, um, topics, ideas, things you wanted to hear from me specifically, and cause this is our show when we have full reign, I can really talk about whatever I want to talk about. And something that came up a lot was CrossFit, um, especially how to train in the off season, different types of cross training, how to do it and not get burned out, how to not get hurt. Um, but a lot of how has CrossFit impacted your skiing or helped your skiing. And I feel like between Stevie and I and our experience with CrossFit, we have a lot to share and two very different stories when it comes to CrossFit, actually. I think it's cool that we didn't do our CrossFit journey together necessarily because um, there's just so many different ways to experience CrossFit. And my first experience was not a positive one, right? So I started CrossFit um, as a freshman in college. I was at Rollins and I honestly don't remember how I found that box, but I started working with a CrossFit coach one-on-one. -on -one. I never did any classes um, because he said I wasn't good enough to do the classes. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's ridiculous. So he wrote programming for me. I went, I think like twice a week. Um, but hold on, back up, back up. He said he weren't good enough to do classes. Yeah, he said I wasn't like strong enough, skilled enough, which probably was somewhat accurate. But you can scale any CrossFit workout. Yeah, and I feel like that was something that was not communicated well to me back when I like met CrossFit was it's doable for anybody. You just have to scale it appropriately. Like I literally thought everybody did prescribed workouts except for me. Hmm. Yeah, so it was like really intimidating. And then I think at this time, this is when like if you were in CrossFit, you also were like dabbling in paleo. Like it was not an option, you were you were paleo. So he was trying to get me hooked on that and like trying to be paleo and eat college cafeteria food. It was oh just so hard and not doable. Um, and then yeah, he had me doing these workouts that were usually way too heavy for me at the time. Um, probably should have been like really scaled and working on form. Um, so I was just really sore all the time. And then 
I was sore when I skied, so I didn't ski well. Because you know when you're sore and you ski like tense? Oh, yeah. You know, and I didn't really know as much about like stretching, of course, and like mm. all that recovery stuff as well. Um, so basically, I was hurting all the time. I did end up hurting my back more because I had back injuries back then as it was. Like they would come and go from slalom. Um, and then I definitely didn't feel like any stronger or like I looked any better. Like I didn't really get the confidence out of it that you really should get if you're doing CrossFit the right way. Because I think at the end of the day, that's what CrossFit does for people. It's a community. You learn a lot of skills. You get stronger. And that really all like leads to a lot of confidence, mm -hmm. which you can take into your skiing. And I definitely didn't have that. So I was like, CrossFit is stupid. Everybody gets hurt doing CrossFit. These people are weird. Like, I don't want anything to do with this ever again. And I like talked so much shit about CrossFit for like how many years? Because that was 2012. So it was like, what, like eight or nine years of me talking shit about CrossFit? <laughs> wow, that's early though. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the earlier people to get into the sport. When was CrossFit like created? I don't know if it necessarily when it was created, but I think it started to gain some momentum around 2009. Okay, yeah, because I felt like it was, I was more like in the beginning when... I don't know, everybody just acted like they were hardcore athletes. Like, mm -hmm. I met all these people, and, like, you would have thought they all competed. Yeah, like, super bulk dudes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really intimidating. And now the gym we go to now, I mean, it's like a family situation almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody knows your name. I mean, almost, not almost everybody, but there's a lot of people who scale the workouts, and that's, mm -hmm. like, normal. And, yeah. yeah, it's just, I think it's a much more productive environment. So then my second introduction into CrossFit was this past fall in I think September I needed to switch gyms because I was just like over LA fitness and the big commercial gym situation I can't believe you did that to yourself <laughs> oh my goodness in my defense it was like eight minutes down the road yeah. yeah but they were like I said okay why do we not have kettlebells and they said people keep stealing them so we don't buy kettlebells anymore <laughs> and I was just like I don't think I can work out here anymore like this is ridiculous <laughs> Like, you know when you just hear somebody say something and you're like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done now. So I texted Trish, Trish Burt, who skis at Okahili, um, because she'd always, I always heard her talking about how much she loved her gym and um, the guy who was writing her programming. And I was like, okay, fill me in. And she's like, sent me the, I think like the Google like business listing. And I was like, this is a goddamn CrossFit gym. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. And she's like, no, come meet Nick. He's the owner. Talk to him. He knows, like, I ski. He has skied before. He knows skiers. There's actually a lot of skiers who go to this one. Like, he'll respect what you're trying to do. And I was like, okay. So I set up a meeting, I think, like, that afternoon, actually, with Nick. I Like, I left work early, tried to catch him as he was leaving the gym. And sat down in his office and because I was so bitter about CrossFit, I, I sat down and I said, here's what you need to know. I know more about me than you know about me. Skiing will always be more important than this CrossFit shit and I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. And he was just, he looked at me and he's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, but I would like you to write me some programming, please. <laughs> and it was like the most ridiculously aggressive thing ever. But um, it was true. He did know skiing and he understood that we are going to have muscular and structural imbalances just by nature of the sport because it's a monoboard environment. Um, and so he helped me train around the imbalances and then train them into strengths. Um, and I feel like my form has gotten so much better. Um, I feel like I don't notice imbalances as much. Um, 
And I've definitely gotten much stronger, especially like the past month, but it's a totally different CrossFit experience to what I had the first time. So the first time I had personalized programming, right? This time I have personalized programming, but he definitely doesn't make me do anything that like I just as a skier know I shouldn't do. Definitely doesn't push me to go any heavier than what I think I can. And I'm pretty good about pushing myself to, I mean, you know, to throw a little extra weight on there, but um, totally different experience. Do you think that the main focus for you is overall fitness or do you think it's more mobility and strength related when you go into the gym? I feel like it kind of changes throughout the season and this is probably a really good time to talk about that because it's the off season for most people and even Mm -hmm. though it's our off season we're still skiing a lot because we're in South Florida but I'm definitely training a lot of strength right now um but I feel like with at least with Nick's programming, there's always a lot of mobility involved because he's he does not want to have, you know, basically like stiff athletes. That's okay. not his MO. Yeah, and in order to, you know, do the skills in CrossFit you need a lot of mobility. Yeah. I feel like mobility is a non negotiable, regardless of if we're like training really heavy strength or we're doing more conditioning and cardio stuff. Yeah, and that's huge um, for off season training. Because yeah. if you're going into the season and you have increased mobility, it's gonna, you're going to be less prone to injury. Mm-hmm. It's going to be overall really good for you. I mean, I think something I've tried to impress upon people whenever I talk to them about joining like a CrossFit gym now, like even my parents, my brother, you know, everybody is don't worry about the weight because everything can be scaled. And if you go to the right gym with the right people, you will not feel judged for scaling. If you feel judged, you're actually just in like a bad crossfit culture and that's like that owner that's their responsibility to keep that culture righted right so you need to be first of all in the right culture um where the coaches are their priority is all that mobility um because as your mobility gets better like all the strength and the skills will follow in my opinion that's just what i've seen um And I mean, that's true for skiing too. I don't care if you're a beginner or you're a pro, if you don't have mobility, it will catch up with you. And there will be skills you won't be able to execute on the water and you will get hurt. It's not a question of if, it's just when. Definitely. So, I mean, I feel like now I could say, somebody asked me, how has CrossFit impacted your skiing? We do change the structure of what I'm doing in the gym throughout the season. So like when we get to like a really heavy tournament laden part of the year, we'll scale back on some of the strength because I'm going to need to ski more and ski a lot of short line, which a lot of starts at 39 and 41 is tiring. I don't care who you are. So we'll have to make sure that like we're not killing me in the gym. You know, I got to have like the legs and the arms for 39 and 41 um but that doesn't mean we'll stop training i think one of the worst things i see is as the season goes on i see some skiers start training in the gym less and less and less and less 100 percent. and then they think that they're all primed to ski more and actually they've just lost a huge chunk of their fitness it's not about pulling back in the gym it's about restructuring what you're doing in the gym totally agree and i was talking to abby at wild dog who does my programming on the side and she was saying that you can still focus on the skills that you want to focus on. You just, you know, when it comes to things that are going to make you sore, like maybe handstand push-ups or something that's more intense, you can scale back on that on, you know, reps or just the amount that you're doing throughout the week, but you can still do them mm-hmm. and you can still work on those skills. You can still work on the mobility. You can still work on, you know, how to execute on those. 
but you just scale it back. Even you can even do back squats still. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you just do lighter loads and do higher reps. Exactly. Yeah, I, agree. I think that's a really simple framework. To be honest, you know, in the off season, if you're trying to train strength, you're going to be doing heavier weight and fewer reps. And then as you get closer to tournament season, lighter weight and higher reps can be just as productive. Um, and then once again, though, it's it's case by case. You know, everything needs to be tailored to your imbalances, your injuries, what you're working through, what your goals are. And I think that's why it's really in- important to find, if you want to do CrossFit, a good CrossFit coach who listens to you. Because Nick really listens to me, and I think you feel like Abby really listens to you. Yeah, 100%. But uh, what would be a piece of advice to someone who maybe doesn't have, you know, a coach available where they are? I mean, I think there's a lot of... I'm like a fitness um, Instagram junkie. Like I love like following CrossFit coaches on Instagram. Um, and through that, I found like a lot of coaches who they write programming and sell it and you can just, you know, buy it, download it. And I think that finding programming that you can buy where in their um, methodology, they're all about scaling and a lot of mobility work. I think that that could be really good for somebody who um, might not have access to all of the CrossFit reach, you know, resources. Like we're in a, in a fairly urban area. We have a lot of options available to us, but I can't really think of anybody I'd recommend off the top of my head because I've never bought programming from anybody. So I'd hate to recommend somebody and it not be, you know, good because I just haven't tested it. But I think that's, you know, definitely an option. And the beautiful thing about training in today's day and age is if you don't have like a fitness background and you don't know, there's so much on YouTube. There's so yeah. much you can Google. Yeah, 100%. Maybe we should make a ski or dive programming situation. <laughs> ski or dive programming. <laughs> yeah, With emphasis on skiing, less dying, <laughs> more skiing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, you know, what I love about CrossFit, again, is that I used to think machines were the way to train because like it was harder to get hurt. And the truth is, if you can sit down and do something, you're really not training, in my opinion. That's something I like fully believe. What do you mean sit down and do it? What do you mean? Like if you're sitting like on a machine and doing like um, like hamstring curls oh, yeah. on a machine, it's like... It's just ISO. That's not that bad. Yeah, but I think that for skiers, because nothing in skiing is isolated, the fact that CrossFit, like, like they say, like... Any movement in CrossFit is technically core work if you're doing it right, because you have to stabilize everything. So like a good back squat, your core is like stable, right? Right. So I just, I think that for skiers specifically, if you train isolated too frequently, it's not going to translate into good skiing. Interesting. You know, I think the reason I can get to my alignment so quickly out of the buoy is because I'm so used to engaging everything simultaneously and like stay there. You know, like alignment, long legs, you know, tight core, long arms. I feel it from my toes, like all the way through the top of my head. And I don't think I would feel that way if I trained isolated as much. I'm very, I'm very interested in, and I give a lot of credit to like full body circuits and my ski fitness. I feel like there's a direct correlation there. Rock on. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, there's so much like you can like dive into about CrossFit, but that's like my experience in you know a very short little burst there. I, I feel like we talked mainly about functional fitness rather than CrossFit, really specifically, True. if you think about it. But yeah, I mean, at this point in my life, like we did 
CrossFit. I did CrossFit through what um, Grand Prix and Mastercraft Pro last season, mm-hmm. and those were my two best pro events of the season. So I think I would say that functional fitness, whether it be CrossFit or some other variation is the most productive way to cross train for skiing that I know. And you either need to work with somebody who can help you tailor it in the off season and the on season, um, or learn about it. You know, it can't hurt to have more knowledge and have a little more control over your training. Like I trust Nick fully, but I also study it so I can communicate with him better to get a more accurate result. And I'm just, I'm all about it. Fantastic. Thanks Elizabeth. (laughs) Thanks guys. All right, guys, episode's over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It would mean so much to me. And if you want to be the first to know about all things Ski or Die, shoot me a text at 561-468-3603, and we'll get you added to the community.